guys, welcome back to yet another episode of the Let's Assess podcast. Today we're going to take a deep dive, part one deep dive, on jumping, how to jump, some tips and tricks from uh, AJ and Marcus. Uh, I'm going to learn a lot, they're going to teach a lot, and we're just going to teach you guys basically some uh, tricks to not get yourself killed while learning to jump. All right, guys, welcome back. Like we talked about, this episode is mainly going to be focused on jumping, uh, technique, uh, everything. So we're going to start where, you know, where you should find the jump, what a good location would be to start building a jump all the way into landing. And there's going to be two parts to this series. So this part will be um, kind of finding a good location as a beginner and then building the jump. And then we'll talk about, uh, and, and we're talking about takeoff today, right? Correct, yep. Yep, and then we'll talk about kind of air tactics to get the sled to do what you want and landing in part two, which will be out next week. So we're going to dive right into it. And uh, if you guys have any questions, uh, leave them in the comments. Another thing, guys, we are pumping the pod on Spotify and Apple Music. So if you guys are driving or uh, you know working and you want to listen to it there and you're not on YouTube, then you can definitely do it there. We kind of talk about YouTube a lot, but it's also on those platforms. So we're going to jump right into it. Yeah, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in again. And like Brent said, we're going to talk about jumping. But uh, first off, if you're liking what you're hearing, like, subscribe, follow us all on social medias. Um, helps us a ton. And then, yeah, like Brent said, on Apple and Spotify, review. Um, I think you can do five stars on some of them, whatever, any way you can interact on any of those platforms, it helps us a ton. So please, please do that. And um, we're going to jump right into it here. So first thing is finding a jump location. And this is probably the most important part of any jump that you're going to do. And it's a lot more difficult than most would think. I mean, we've been riding this location, well, these two locations for the uh, probably like last month and a half at least. And we have not found yet like one location that we're just like, that's going to be a sweet jump. Now, we've been shoveling a few jumps, hitting some jumps and stuff like that and trying to make some places work. But we haven't found a place that like in our mind is like, that's going to be a sick jump, right? So it's super difficult to find. And um, we're going to kind of break down some of the key elements that we think are pretty crucial into a jump location. So obviously... When you're looking for a place, an in-run and an out-run are super, super important for that. Um, I think, on, let's just break down an in-run real quick. Um, I would say on an in-run, I would want, you know, depending upon the size of the jump, you need to proportion a good amount of a space for you to build speed um, to where you could build a proper, um, like... I don't know what what would you call I guess just an in run I, I don't know what you'd call it like what you'd want to like if you're on the side of a hill or something like that you'd want to build a bench a bench yeah yeah I mean in runs are you you kind of an efficient way to get to the jump where you can like build speed and not be out of control out of control you hit the jump yeah out. and unstable yeah because you know? a big part of that like initial in run is you have to have a consistent speed and you don't want your suspension like you know clapping in and out you know like you want a good smooth transition up your jump like all that stuff is super important which we'll get and break down all that more but for your in run you don't want to be like dropping off a hill and then another hill and like you like know me 
Yeah. Or, or yeah. cutting a side hill or whatever. Yeah. Or if you're having a side hill across, you're like on one side and then you got to jump back and then hit the jump. Like all that stuff is going to set you up for failure. So especially if you're beginning jumping, like you want a nice, mellow, perfect in run, you know, that's going to get you comfortable. And and that's the thing that I would say. I, this obviously, everything we say today is based on your level. Yeah. For guys that are really experienced, you know, like these two, they don't really need as good of an in run as someone that's just beginning. Um, it's to me, it's all about being comfortable when you're learning, like I am, and taking all the things that can go wrong out of the equation. Just trying to make it where you can focus on being comfortable instead of, you know, like you're talking about being unstable on the in run, or you can't build enough speed off the in run, so you're pinning it off the face of the jump or, or all these things can add to a, a greater chance of failure basically. So just take everything with a grain of salt, depending on what level you're at, but we're kind of, kind of talk about, you know, beginners here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, beginners. And then also even like if you're hitting some really sketchy jumps, I would say like for, from a safety aspect, like obviously if you're very skilled and talented and stuff like that, like you know, your limit probably on this, but account safety in the backcountry because if you screw up on your in run your landing's not going to go well most likely and getting it helicoptered out of there or stretchered out of there like it's never going to be a pretty sight so just factor in that safety part of this and always be thinking about that when you're looking for a jump location um, what, what would be some tips you guys would say to look for like specifically to look for not just good in run you know good landing but specifically what makes a good in run? What makes a good landing? Like, what should people look for? Like, one of the examples I would say is the the less trees, the better. Mm-hmm. That's yep. something. But, but build on that. What What do you guys think would make it? What do you look for? What do you look for? I look for a, a flat top with kind of a rolling downhill. Okay. No stumps, no logs, no rocks down there. Kind of like the one we were hitting before, which I'm sure everybody will see it on Instagram. But yeah. Yeah, I think that I I agree. I think that's something that you really want to like know the hill and like scope these places out for early season and then like watch the snow build up on them because it would suck to be flying through the air and then land right on a stump or a big rock or something like that. And that's going to, you know, really throw you off or, you know, really injure you. So know that where you're landing is a pretty safe landing. And then I think for, you know, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but like the, when you're out running, you know, for your outrun of your jump, like not a lot of trees after the landing. Yeah. Yeah. After you land, like, I think it's super important to have enough time to shut it down or enough time to safely shut down without, you know, nailing a tree because you never know if you're going to get pitched sideways off, you know, the jump, like you can have a sweet alleyway to land in, but if you end up going five inches off on the takeoff that you end up five feet off on your landing. And the next thing you know, you're going straight into a tree. You know, that's one of those things we're kind of dabbling with jumping through trees and stuff. Now, something you really got to think about is when you land, you got to make sure you're actually like super accurate where you hit or else you're headed right for another tree. So right. I think objects, minimizing the objects that you land on or hit is a huge huge part of you know what you're looking for i think another thing unless you really enjoy shoveling which i don't know anybody that enjoys shoveling and if you do i'll give you my phone number (laughs) but um like we built two jumps over the weekend and one we had a nice 
big rock or stump or something under the snow. And that was like a stopping point for the snow to land on. And that's what we, we built the jump off of that. And it probably took half the snow that the other jump did because we built another jump just on like a hill. Each and jump <laughs> shoveling, I'd say, was at least an hour. Oh, the, sec- you, yeah. the second one was like the size of a Toyota Tundra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a mini huge. truck. And I, was, I, and I was booting that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were sending it big. <clears throat> but uh, speak on, speak on uh, landing. I think that's a big deal. Steepness, length. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, I would say like in run, it's not ideal to be going downhill into a jump especially if you're beginning. It's not ideal to be going downhill. It's hard to manage your speed. It's hard to manage your in-run. It's just, it adds another element to the jump. Now saying that, both of our jumps last weekend were downhill. Yeah, I was going to say, but, but that one was downhill into um, a jump. Neither, that is not the most ideal situation. You don't have full control. And especially the commitment level. If you have a downhill in-run, you have to commit to it. Because the second you like break or anything like that, you wash sideways and that's going to throw you off. So you have to have a nice, consistent speed going downhill. They're not bad, but it's just something to be aware of, I guess. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just something to be aware of. Yeah. You have to, when you commit, you're committing to it. Um, as for the landing, I think you, you never want to land flat. Flat landing is just going to hurt you and your equipment. And you want to be landing downhill or uphill. Uphill obviously is going to hurt a little bit more because it takes all your momentum away so fast. Like you're just like, it slows you down. Yeah. And he's not talking about like hitting the face of a jump like this. He's talking about like actually jumping up onto something. Yeah. Like say you're jumping up onto like a 20 degree slope or something like that. Like a a mega uh, step up, you know, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. That's going to really, really decrease. It, it's going to make the landing better than flat, but it really like that impact is going to be a lot more. The G force of stop is going to be a lot, especially in the backcountry when you're landing in like softer powder, not powder, but like mashed un- potatoes. Yeah, mashed potatoes, springtime. We're getting into that type of season. Like it's just, it, it really soaks up a lot of energy. So it slows you down a lot. And uphill, it definitely just be aware of that. Downhill landing, 100% what you want. I think you want a 20 degree or more slope to land on. Yeah, I was surprised on how steep the landing we were doing on Sunday was. I mean, yeah, over the knuckle, that was, Probably I mean, it wasn't a cliff, but yeah, close but to it, 40. it was steep. It was a steep landing, which I thought was really ideal. I, I personally did, but I'm very comfortable landing downhill. I guess I didn't realize that, and Marcus can kind of talk on that. Like that was one of the steeper hills that he's landed on. But yeah, I think you said it was the steepest, right? You've ever probably, landed. Yeah. 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 But but that goes with and jumping ahead here again. The thing with jumping uphill, what it doesn't teach you, in my opinion, is pitching the nose down. Yeah. Which we'll get into here in a second. But landing on something that steep, you really have to like get your nose going down. Yeah. Or you're going to get whipped. Yep. And that'll be kind of part of the second series of how to do that. But um for this first one, like you can't obviously jump downhill skis high. Like you just can't. Like it's not. Well, gonna, you can, but it hurts. It's not going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like the main thing is like if you have a sweet downhill to land on, like gravity and the hill, like you just kind of meet it at the same pace almost, you know, and it just, it soaks up a lot of that energy. And then immediately like you hit into that snow just like uphill and it's going to impact and slow you down. Um, 
and then like it really does slow you down a lot just in hitting backcountry jumps into snow it's amazing how fast you can slow down on a steep hill like that but with that being said you got to prepare it's going to hop like that sucker is like when you land <laughs> yeah you're going to hop and you might go another 25 feet down the hill and you're going to end up you know really putting on the binders in maybe but that's i for your body's sake for your sled's sake all that i would say a downhill landing is probably the by far like best option that you possibly can have and i think i mean i think steeper the better um makes the jump look cooler it to a point to a point i mean obviously there's a point where it's too steep too gnarly but it's (coughs) you can really pitch that sled down and you can just make those skis you know butter right into it and it just i don't know it it takes away a lot of the g-force of landing i think you know you don't get that super hard impact smooth and flowy yeah so um marcus kind of talk about like what your thoughts were on landing on that steeper hill since it was kind of like your like a more steep hill for you compared to i'm going to just say compare it to like the california park jump that we were hitting last spring to this one like just what your thoughts were overall like obviously suds completely different suspension completely different etc but like just the impact and how what your thoughts on that were landing on the steeper hill definitely helped having stock shocks on my skidoo um yeah you just don't hit quite as hard yeah but if you ran foxes, I would probably not pick that hill. It was too steep, you think? I don't know. I mean, it just, you got to pitch the nose so low to get To perfect. land even. Yeah. 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 Which was good for me to work on. Right. Yeah. Cause well, and I think it, you know, that's another part. Like, honestly, that jump probably is not the best jump location all around because the hill was like super rounded and then super steep at the bottom yeah and like we had you landing on that like rounded part and then where we were trying to land on that further down part it was really hard to get to for one but two it was like yeah because you were (laughs) yeah you said that and you were landing in the bomb hole i was in yeah i hit your your bomb hole twice and i was like wow okay we really got to crank this up yeah i heard you say i'm going faster (laughs) but i'm not getting (laughs) further further (laughs) um but so like it was really hard to get over the knuckle of that hill and then the one time that i did get over the knuckle it was like i mean i was cruising into that sucker but i i thought the landing was fantastic on that one like i really i really enjoyed that landing but it was also i mean you had to be very precise with it because it was steep Mm -hmm. like it was a very steep spot like you wanted to make sure that you had your sled pitched right and like you had to be pretty precise with it. Like you could really mess up on that steepness of one. I would say that, you know, a little more gradual spot would definitely be a more ideal place to hit for jumps. Yeah. But, um, okay. So are we going to talk about in the air a little no, bit? We'll, we'll do that on the next one. I think there's a lot to be unpacked there. Um, so now that we've talked a lot about the landing, we've talked a lot about the in run, um, I'd say the outrun we covered pretty decent. The biggest thing is just like no ops, like no trees, no stumps, no rocks, that stuff. Try to look at areas early. Um, but a huge part of a jump is the ramp. And I'm going to weigh on Marcus to kind of fill in more of this. And we'll try to break down a couple different scenarios. But, but when I say ramp, that's the actual like the kicker that you're jumping. So one, we normally have to build. Yeah, you have to build this part or find a wind drift and like kind of form it like that. 
And Marcus is really good at eyeing these up and like building them for what he wants it to do. I have a hard time visioning it sometimes. <laughs> and um, it, it's, it's one of those things you have to build a taste to, I would say. And I'm starting to get a little better at it. But finding... Finding an object under it so you're not shoveling so much is super important. Like, that is something. That helped. But that, let's just go back a little bit. This son bitch is going to jump the road down to there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you remember that? We were sitting in the oh, bottom. Yeah. You're like, I think I can just jump the road and then split those two trees. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I was sitting halfway down the hill and you came and told me that. And I was like, I He's thought there high. was a bigger <laughs> opening between the trees, but there wasn't. Oh, okay, gotcha. that's fair. Because I was like, dude, that would yeah, have been huge. No way. That's yeah. huge, that would be though. a monster. I mean, that would have been huge. And one of the other things that I think helped me on, on this last Sunday is, I don't know if you guys have ever thought about this, but the landing being in the sun on a sunny day, yep. like where you can actually spot it and you have that like depth perception of, of coming down and then you know when you're going to hit. Yeah. When it's flat, oh, it's hard. Like in your, in your beginning, I mean, I'm sure when you guys are advanced too, it's harder. Oh, but yeah. like when you are having a hard time kind of seeing that contrast in the snow, it's not great. I like having the, like our takeoff was in the shade. Yep. And then our landing was in the sun. Yep. That was a pretty sweet setup, I thought. Yeah. Actually, yeah. For, no, for that looking, snit, I think it was sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. I really... Honestly, if it's like a blizzarding and shitty snowy day, I don't really know if I want to hit a jump a necessarily jump, yeah. just because it'd be very hard to predict your landing when like just the vision and like I, I can just see it really not going well, right? Like it seems like all that stuff would stack against you. Um, I'll add two things too. One, finding an entrance where you don't have to be pinned on it and making the ramp, we'll talk, yep. Marks will talk about this. Being able to hold steady speed into it helped me a lot. The second thing is, and, and you guys talked about this, so we built a jump Saturday afternoon where they were jumping over a tree. Go on Instagram and look at it. Um, we'll post it soon. And they can't see the landing, which obviously adds another complexity to the jump. But jumping where you can see the landing when you're coming into it, I think, yep. helps yeah, too. If so if that's you can just actually two spot your landing like yeah. before you take off, that that's a huge confidence is everything in it. And that's where Brent's at right now. As we're trying to build his confidence, he kind of got his ego knocked down a little bit. Like we're trying to build him back up and get him to be a jumper now. So that's a huge part of it. Like steady throttle, really consistent off the jump to where you have control of your whole in run. And then, you know, you'll have your control in the air and then control your landing. That's what we're trying to get him to. But making him comfortable in the situation to where he feels comfortable coming into the in run and having a consistent speed and he can see where he's going and a clear day to where he knows where he's going to land. And you know, all that stuff comes in and is a big factor into him building his confidence and not wrecking and et cetera. It just spirals from there. If it was super, super windy and we were up on that knuckle of that hill and that wind would like catch your front end and like blow you up and stuff like that. It would have been like, all right, we're just not going to do it today. Let's go. Let's yeah. Go Cause speaking on else. what took my confidence was a bad end run, a bad shaped ramp, way too long of a gap and having to come into it literally on a side hill pinned. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out in my favor last year. So I'm trying to take a step back and 
Get it right this time. <laughs> a lot of negatives don't make a positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, speak on the ramp. That's Shaping the ramp, I think, is probably, like, the most important part. Okay. Just because that transition, when you hit it, you don't want to G out right before you hit the ramp. And what, want, what do you mean by G out? Like, explain G out. So your suspension is basically bottomed right as you take off the ramp. Right. Or right before you hit the lip, and then it kind of bucks you. The transition from your in-run to the actual right. face of the jump. You yep. want the, the in-run to the jump to be pretty flat and then kind of like a ski jump. Yep. Especially because, mm-hmm. like, on our mountain sleds, our suspension is so soft compared to like a snow cross sled or something like that and the tracks so, are long and tracks are longer so you're spanning a longer distance so you need like and marcus will get into this like a longer jump and etc but like your suspension is so soft so what he's saying is when you come into the face of that jump and if you're watching on youtube i'll give you the diagram of my hands <laughs> yeah. um and when you hit that transition point your front shocks will compress and then they'll go off the lip of the jump. And when they're on the lip of the jump, your back of your shocks are going to be compressed. So then it creates this spring effect on you that's going to, you know, boot you off the top. If it's too tight like that, it's too too fast and you'll bottom out completely. And then, one, your suspension isn't going to work. You're going to blow your jump out, too. And three, if, it, if your suspension rebounds fast, which a bad it's, day. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not going to be go a real well. bad day. Depending upon how long your jump is, if it rebounds and you go off the jump with it fully coming back at you, you're going to be hurting. It's not going to be pretty for sure. So go ahead and take it from there. <laughs> I think you covered it. Oh, did I? I wasn't supposed <laughs> to do that. I was going to let you talk about it. All right. Um, with yeah, talk about like with like oh, yeah. shaping it, all that. Yeah. I don't know. The width, I think, like a sled and a half wide is pretty good. It gives you enough confidence coming into it. Like, if you do get a little bit squirrely, you still got enough room for error there. But, yeah, other than that, shaping it's pretty simple. I mean, just make it like a ski run. More gradual, not more, so sharp. More gradual, not just a boom, you're hitting it and flying What, what about, like, height and like length from the transition to the lip. It all kind of depends on where you want to land and how far down the hill you want to go and how high you want to go. Yeah, it's very jump specific, I think, of how like how you want to build it. I would say a lot of people's problem is they don't shovel enough and they don't shovel a big enough jump. Mm-hmm. You have to have a massive jump for it to hold up and for it to like really withstand the, the energy that you're going to put into the, like... If the you're going to hit it hard. If you're going to hit it hard and if you're going to hit it multiple times. Yeah. But for a for a good safe jump, I think you're right. A good sled width and a half, that gives you options to even hit it different directions and things like that. Um, the mellowness of it, you really, like... It's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, but I would say you don't want it raising more than a foot every two foot of length so if you're gonna run two foot you can raise a foot but i wouldn't say you want it to be any more gradual or any more steep than that if it's any more steep than every two foot long you raise a foot you're gonna end up with these these longer sleds and these mountain sleds in a really binding effect at the bottom and And then it jacks your feet off the boards and yeah it just messes with you and like when you go off the lip it takes your lip away every hit and like 
So you just have to build a really, really big jump with these to make it super efficient, I think. I think another thing that can help, like we were doing with the uh, the first jump Saturdays, putting the sled on it yeah. and seeing how torqued that track is. Like yep. if you can see daylight under that track when it's sitting on the jump, you're probably too steep. Yeah, yep. if you're, you're bridging the bottom somewhere. of the jump to the top and your yeah. front track shock's not touching the snow, it's probably too steep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, because you're just going to blow right through it. You know, the sled's yeah. going to push through the jump. It's not going to actually go off the jump. And certain scenarios, you want to do that. You want to just go, doing, but <laughs> not most of the time you want it to go. doing. Yeah. So um, that's something I think I'd really pay attention to is your, your building of your jump, making sure that it's long enough, big enough. Don't be afraid to shovel for multiple hours. If you're going out to build jumps and have fun with jumping, to be successful take a big scoop shovel yeah, and just 100%. plan on, you know, spending a little bit of time and shoveling a, a cool, good jump. And honestly, don't be afraid to, to fail at it either because you're going to shovel a couple jumps and go, <clears throat> and that kind of sucked. Like that just didn't yeah. work, but learn from that. That's going to be your biggest thing is just learn from those situations. Yeah. Me and Skeet shoveled them for two days. Yeah. And they never turned out good. <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. So Cool. Well, that kind of breaks down your in-run. Um, all these are super important to jumping, but in-run is really good. Um, your ramp, I think, you know, definitely just try to picture a good in-run with something to build your jump on. Another part of that is it helps hold your jump on the hill. If you don't have something solid there holding your snow on the hill, you might have to let it sit for a night or you know, it's just going to blow out on you, especially if you don't have a good sunny day to where it's good heavy snow or spring-like snow. Um, you're going to, it's just going to want to blow out on you repeatedly. So, or in Colorado, at least with our powdery snow. Yeah. Is. yeah. Um, um, as far as after the jump, just watch that outrun, you know, look for good, clear openings, no debris, um, you know, monitor these areas that you want to jump and just make sure that they're going to be safe. And, uh, other than that, we'll be back next week with a, another part of this, and we'll go over what to do in the air, how to land, and uh, how to control the speed and how to get her shut down before, you know, obstacles do appear because it's kind of too much to ask for an outrun to be, you know, 10 miles long, and, you know, you just don't have that option, especially a lot in the mountains. There's trees that start at some point, and you have to you do have to be able to shut it down efficiently and uh, get that sled back in your control so yeah i think <clears throat> part 1 and part 2 are equally as important yeah i think what we talk about next week th you know this it's not glamorous stuff but it's super important to be able to go out there and successfully start and then i think what we talk about next week is going to be just as important if not maybe yeah. more important of uh kind of what you need to do with the sled in the air and everything like that. So for, stay for tuned good for next success. Week. Yeah. I think it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I know that from the hard knocks school or the <laughs> school of hard knocks. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, guys, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments. I probably won't respond. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, if you have any questions, uh, DM us directly on Instagram, you can do that too. And until next time, Start building a jump and then watch next week. Learn what to do in the air and then you'll be off to uh, to send in a big time. So thanks for listening. Until next time, let her eat. <laughs>